So I'm John Hopkin, I'm Head of Accreditation at the Geographical Association and in this podcasts and the subsequent ones I'm aiming to support and maybe challenge teachers in Key Stage 3 in England preparing for the 2014 National Curriculum. Okay, so we're facing yet another change in the National Curriculum. I think I've seen four or five in my professional life and they always seem to be a big deal and of course they are but they're also an opportunity they're an opportunity to rethink how we engage our young people with finding out about the earth the earth our home and the fascinating and complex subject of our study through geography so in this first post i'm going to explore what's changed at key stage three with some first thoughts about some of the challenges involved and in subsequent posts we'll look at planning, inquiry and progression all of which are linked to further support from the GA if you go into the blogs. So what's changed? Well the new national curriculum is pretty concise if you print off the programme of study it occupies just over two pages so it only sets out the core knowledge that students should acquire And of course that's a big change of direction compared with the previous versions. The headlines are, first of all, and really up front, there's a renewed emphasis on locational knowledge in place. If you look back at key stages one and two, you'll see there's a changing focus through the key stages. And I like to think about this as a kind of jigsaw that's helped students to develop a functioning map of the world, which they add on in each key stage and hopefully we'll leave at 14 with enough of a framework, a functioning framework that is, to continue to add to as they encounter places directly and indirectly uh, through the rest of education and, and later in life. So that's something as a profession that we haven't always got right in the past and if you just look at Ofsted's latest geography subject reports they pretty well slated this aspect of students learning in many schools. So this version of the national curriculum could well be a welcome chance to rethink. Secondly, there's a strong focus on human and physical processes. Perhaps not a lot of change there in in terms of the headlines, but when you start looking at the detail, there's really quite a lot more content, traditional content in fact, such as rocks, soils, glaciation, geological timescales. But you might want to think about this. Professor Ian Stewart spoke to us at the April GA conference and his view is that we live in the age of the Anthropocene, a geological era where human activity affects virtually every aspect of natural systems on Earth. And in his view it makes less and less sense to think about physical and human geography as separate. So that might give you pause for thought when you come back to planning in detail. Which leads me on to point three, which is environmental themes have been a strong feature of virtually all versions of the national curriculum. They're really rather downplayed in this version, in my view, as are geographical connections and interrelationships generally. To my mind, these are vital in developing deep understanding of the 21st century world. 
So there's something most geographers would want to continue to teach about. And if he needs any permission to do that, people-environment interactions are at the heart of our discipline's strongest traditions. Turning to skills, there's a few surprises here, really quite a short list, though my eye was taken by the attention to latitude and longitude at key stage two, not there at key stage three, but certainly something we might want to build on, not least because we can't all be sure that all our youngsters will have encountered that in the course they've studied. Also note the renewed fieldwork requirement. Geographical inquiry though is somewhat downplayed, really tied into a small range of investigative skills and I think we can do better than this. I'll come back to that in a later podcast. Last but not least, the abolition of the level descriptors which made up the attainment target gives schools the freedom to devise their own curriculum and assessment system but it also leaves them to handle the tricky business of setting standards and figuring out progression, all of which were supported by the level descriptions in previous incarnations. So the GA has been doing a little bit of work on this aspect through its membership, and I might come back to this in a later podcast. So to summarise, I think the 2014 Geography National Curriculum has a number of strengths which will help review and renew what we teach at Key Stage 3. But there's also some missed opportunities, particularly the lack of attention to environmental themes, geographical interactions more generally, and the low profile given to inquiry. But just to get started, you could do worse than read through the purpose of study section carefully, and to some extent the aims. Both of them give a strong sense of direction for curriculum planning and teaching, and might well be your first step in preparation for review. I'll talk a bit more about these in later podcasts. Just listening to Paula Owen's podcast about the main changes at Key Stage 1 and 2 and that'll help you cue into where the youngsters should be starting in Year 7.